one power. That's all there is. That's all there needs to be. It's enough for all of us. Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, whether you're present here in the room, and we're glad to have all of you here who are present, or whether you're <clears throat> out there in the big wide world. We are happy you're here. Consider us Midtown at whatever town you live in. We are the middle of it all. Broadcasting from Atlanta, but we're not the only Midtown. So doing that, I want to remind you that such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity. So am I, and so it is. We've been starting off our services with that phrase for more than 50 years and are excited, even before this particular group existed, uh, excited to continue that remembering that really all this is all about is life itself, moving through us, moving out into the world, and shaped by our particular and individual desires, thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. So whoever you are, you're welcome here. We celebrate you. We celebrate your, your particular individualness because you are an individual expression of this life. So how, how would we do anything but celebrate you? However you've chosen and are choosing to, to live your life and to allow it to come, this wonderful power to move through you. Um, you know, we don't, we don't limit any, in any way our thinking or feeling or caring for you if you happen to be of a particular, uh, a particular gender or non-gender or wherever, whatever your pronouns are or whatever your political beliefs or whatever your way and stage and place in life is, age, whatever. We just know that we are an open community welcoming all people who are here and who are ready to know more about themselves and more about how to live in the world. So we do this with teaching. We do this through, through our, the teaching I'll do today as well as classes and that sort of thing. And um, we also do it through the work of our practitioners and our belief system. Our, our, our declaration of principles is a, a declaration of our beliefs and what we teach and what we, how, we, how we put it all together. So a portion of that is included in our program each week. So let's hear from those practitioners and some of our board members what on our... I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love and creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life and the immortality of the individual soul forever unfolding. I believe, I believe, I believe in the eternal goodness, the eternal goodness of God, the eternal loving kindness, and the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. I'm always excited by the fact that we are here in Midtown, but we are also everywhere. Uh, we, we are produced today through Denver, through the New Thought Radio Network. And, and yet that is being managed by someone in San Francisco. So we are all over the country today and probably the world. We, I get responses from people everywhere saying, 
thank you. We like what you're doing. You know, keep it up. So our members are all over the place. Our practitioners come from different places than just here. And um, one of our wonderful practitioners and board members, and a practitioner, by the way, is someone who knows this teaching and can help you in, in putting it to work in your life and putting it to work in any areas you may be stuck with or feel too close to, to be able to really sort it out yourself. And our practitioner to, for the day today is also a board member, Norma Roberts from down in the Tampa Bay area, down in St. Petersburg. So Norma, take it away. Thank you, Reverend Bob. I tell you what, this is my happy day. I am so very happy to be here. And I'm just hoping that every one of you are as happy as I am. So I'm going to call this not Sunday, but happy day. As we continue to talk about life, I want to look at God, try and understand what God actually does and how we can know it is God and not just some natural phenomena. And we're going to look at what Ernie's home how Ernest Holmes addressed this issue. He reports that spiritual wisdom says that God manifests through everything and is incarnated in all men. That is, all is divinity and that nature herself, itself, himself, is the body of God. The mechanical laws of nature are set and immutable. But the spontaneous recognition of these laws give us the power to bring them into practical use in everyday life and our experience. But at the same time, we should not overlook the significant fact that it is the mind which discovers and makes use of these mechanical laws. Is not this mind the spirit in us? My thought is, we all know of the law of gravity and we use it readily. When, make a, when we make a choice to sit, stand, walk, run or jump or whatever. But we also use the principles of that law and choose as we choose to go into space or travel over the waters by boat. We recognize our choice as love or our belief. And the law, using its principles, makes our choice possible. That is to say, love points the way and law makes that way possible. And now I ask you to relax and join me for our morning prayer treatment. Just allow your heart center to accept whatever is in this treatment that resonates with you. There is but one power, one presence, God, the good all-powerful, and everywhere equally present. I am one with the Spirit of God expressing as my consciousness of its truth. 
in mind, I permanently eradicate and totally eliminate every negative idea, thought, or feeling that has held me bound. And I raise my thoughts to the truth that sets me free. Through the perfect principle of law and love, I announce my freedom from all fear, debt, doubt, lack, or any physical limitation. And I declare my freedom to be whole, well, and happy. I dream of the life that is perfect for me. This vision is the Spirit of God in me, announcing the experience that is already mine and awaits my complete acceptance. I declare the infinite wisdom and intelligence of God is now guiding me into new experiences of perfect health in my physical body as well as the body of my affairs. Greater fulfilling wealth flowing through expected and unexpected channels. Harmonious and loving personal relationships and outstanding creative self-expression that is greater than I have ever experienced before is now mine. So I now give great thanks as I know whatever I can see, whatever I can believe, whatever I can accept, that I can receive. Therefore, I believe in my vision. I accept and I declare that it is truly mine and I await its perfect manifestation. It is with great joy that I release this word spoken into the law of mind with absolute knowing that it is already so. And its perfect manifestation is certain and assured. And so it is. Are you ready for your life to begin once again? You know, one of the things that drew me to this teaching in the beginning was the fact that all it takes to change your life is to change your mind. And it can happen like that. It can happen as quickly as it's a change that if it's a change I really believe in, not just one I wish for. I love that song and I chose it because it, it sets up what I want to talk about today in terms of what, what does God actually do? And what can we really expect in our lives from this thing we call God? And we've been talking all month about this, the very basic ideas of our teaching, and that is that, the, that God is not some personality out there in the sky somewhere, but it is an energy. It is, it is a beingness. In fact, all of thing, everything we see, know, touch, taste, feel, have any experience of is an expression of that power, that oneness coming into shape and form by slowing down, by concentration, by shifting how the power works and where it works and how it how it does that. And what, what it really does is just give. I mean, it's a pretty simple thing when you really think about it. What does God do? God just gives. Gives life. Gives your life, my life. Gives this amazing building we're in because it's all created out of the consciousness of the people who imagined it and built it and paid for it and made it, brought it into place and into happening. And it just gives. It gives in all sorts of natural ways. And 
ways that may not seem so natural always. And in that giving and in that constant forever givingness of the infinite to us and through us comes our great hope and our great possibility for changing where we are right now, whoever we are. But however happy we are with the way we are, I like that line in there that says, I just as soon as not change. Thank you very much. My life is going just fine. I don't want anybody messing with it. I've been in that phase at times in my life. And, but, you know, that's always just kind of a plateau because there's always the opportunity for greater change and greater growth than what we've yet imagined, at least until we observe, absorb into the fullness and utterness of being the infinite and knowing ourselves as such. I grew up in Florida. I grew up on the, along the Suwannee River, about nine miles from the Suwannee River and about 12 miles from the Steenhatchee River. Stinginhatchee, we used to call it. And, and, you know, that river is brown. It's a big river. There's songs about it. You, you probably know it. I'm not going to sing it. But, the, you know, I grew up there, and, and that big, brown, deep, dark, scary river is <clears throat> where I learned to fish and where I learned to swim. And we, we'd ride on it, and we'd bridges across it and all those sorts of things. Parts of it are extremely deep, and parts of it aren't so much so. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger the closer to the, to the Gulf of Mexico it gets. It originates in Georgia. No blame there. It's a good thing. comes out of the Okefenokee Swamp. And in fact, there's a, it's even part of a, a bigger stream of water that starts up in South Carolina, not too far from the Charleston area. And it sweeps down through that part of Florida. Now, it isn't what you see in the river. What you see in the river is this brown, the, 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 there, so many leaves have fallen into that river over the years, and it's such a slow-moving river that the tannic acid has turned it all dark and brown, which is why you get in the boat, you can't see anything. So occasional alligator coming up to stab at you or whatever, but you don't see the, the real uh, bottom of the water anywhere, which makes it pretty scary. But the real river, the bigger river that, to which that little stream of the Suwannee River is just a small part, the larger river is flowing underground. And it's, you know, you know the geography of that part of the world is mostly made up of, of limestone. And so the limestone has opened up and washed away gradually at, at depth and allowed this flow of water, massive amount, biggest aquifer, maybe in the world, actually, coming down through there as it, as it opens up. And the way you know that that's true is all along the Suwannee River are these amazing springs. And they not only bubble up in the bottom of the river, but they are off to the side in different places. Those springs and Garto springs and Hart springs and Fannin springs and on and on it goes. They're all just a few miles apart, running the entire length of the river. And wherever that spring is, it's bubbling up pure and clear, beautiful water, drinkable water, no most of the time. No problem drinking it. No problem swimming in it. Cold, oh my goodness, it comes from way down where the sun doesn't shine. And so it's pretty cold and pretty frigid. Some of, them, some of those springs run like 40 to 60 degrees year round. And which is in the wintertime, it's kind of okay, but in the summertime, it's cold. So the, the whole business of this and what I'm trying to get to or trying to illustrate here is 
That's what God does. That's what this infinite power does. It flows through everything in life. And then it bubbles to the surface as you, as me, as everything we see. And as it bubbles to the surface, it shows up in its beauty, in its power, in its clarity. And our part in this becomes keeping the, the doorway open so more and more of that goodness, that life, that purity of life can flow through us. It's not as much about getting out and making things happen. We try to treat and we try to make this happen and we try to make that happen and we get all caught up in that. And what happens when you get caught up in that, you're right back in that muddy water. You're right back in that tannic acid water that just looks like iced tea and you can't see through it very well. But there's a spring inside of each of us that is connected to that universal spring of spiritual energy and life and water. And that's where, if we, as the more we tap into that, the more we develop our awareness of it and the more we choose to live from it, the freer we become in how we live and what we live. And the more easily we can do what the, the singer was on the screen, what the singer said about stepping up to the light. It's stepping up to the light. It's stepping down into ourselves to the light. It's stepping out to the light in our awareness. It's moving to a higher, a higher, bigger, broader, deeper expression, experience of consciousness that is always there for us. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been doing, no matter how your life has been unfolding. So our task is not so much, like I said, to make things happen as it is to Enjoy what is already happening in us and what is already there and available to us. And that, in order to do that, we have to sometimes let some stuff go in order for us to be more clearly uh, in that flow and having that flow of goodness and life and freedom and joy and prosperity and all of these things we talk about flow through us. Um, I first heard this idea from Emerson. Back as a kid, my grandmother had the complete works of Emerson on her shelf. And when I got bored and couldn't think of anything else to do, I'd read it. Didn't have any idea what kind of an influence it would have on my life, but it has. And when I walked into this teaching the first time and, and heard Emerson quoted, I'm like, holy Moses, I'm home. I didn't know, I didn't know there were people who believed this and actually had a spiritual practice built around it. So, so Emerson said we, we have to get our bloated nothingness out of the way of the divine circuits to allow it to flow through us. One of the images of this is the, is the idea of water being flowing down from a high place where in, the ancient, in ancient Rome they did a great job of, of doing that, running it first of all through ditches and winding in around the mountains so the water would come down to them. But then they discovered pipes. And they could put it in a pipe and would run down a mountain, but then they could go up another mountain that wasn't as tall. So it was always flowing. And anytime the water stopped flowing or seemed to not be flowing, it wasn't because it wasn't water. It's because something was blocking. And that's what we're about here. It's unblocking the flow, unblocking the pipes, unblocking that within us, which so desires to express life and love and goodness and joy and relationships and all of those things. And the only thing stopping it is whatever we may be thinking and believing and doing that stops the flow. So how do you unblock this? 
Well, what they had to do back in the Roman days, if the water stopped flowing, was they had to follow the stream back towards the source until they found out where the blockage was. So we have the same job. We have to follow the stream back to the source. And the place we follow that stream is inside of us. Now, you may get some images, some ideas of what you, what's blocking by what's happening in your life. We say the life out there is a mirror, so, but it's not a complete mirror because the life out there that mirrors you is also managed somewhat by your ego and by what ego has been telling you is good and bad and right and wrong. The flow I'm talking about is beyond right and wrong. It's that deep within flow that you just reach for and go for, and it's always there. So if you follow that back, and one of the ways to do that is, I'm having this experience. I don't like it. Follow the flow. <coughs> Excuse me. Follow the flow back. So what's behind this experience? What can I be doing or believing that's creating this experience in my life? Because I know that life is lived from the inside out. So if there's something happening out there, there's something going on in here that has brought it forth and brought it forward. Because God's just giving me the energy and I'm shaping it. So when I look at that and then I look back, so what's behind it? I've got a health challenge. What's behind the health challenge? What's really going on with the physical body of mine? And I look behind my thinking and believing. So what do I believe about health? Well, the world tells me that if you get past a certain age, it's going to start falling apart. You just count on it. Your body, you know, this sags and this breaks and this doesn't work well anymore and blah, blah, blah. And if you watch TV at all or you, you're on YouTube or any of that, you see constant ads for things you've got to do to make sure it doesn't happen. You've got to be afraid of it. You've got to be scared of it. And if we're not careful, that belief system creeps into our consciousness, into our belief, into our knowing. And, and sometimes without even being aware. Or things happen in our life sometimes that throw up a block, like a big loss or a, a, a situation that, that turns out to be anything but what we want to want to have in our lives and that that creates an experience a belief in it and a constriction of the openness of the flow there is so much crap going on in the world right now and i'll use that word since we're broadcasting that that just makes me want to scream some days and then i hear yesterday last night we there was another mass shooting in la and I'm going, you know, when are people going to learn? Well, they haven't yet. We haven't yet. We, and when I say we, I mean the human race. And when I see all of that and I think about that, I, I, I get angry about it and I want to punch back and I want to yell back, then I'm constricting the flow just as much as the person who did that. I'm not doing the same damage, but I'm constricting the flow of life that allows the freedom and so the way I could, only way I can open that up, the only way I can open it up is to rise to that, step up to the light and see the bigger picture. See that we all have the freedom to use this, this source, this source that has no limitation. We all have the freedom to use it however we choose. And it doesn't say yes or no to that. It's, it does, it's impersonal in the sense that it doesn't choose. Kind of like the electricity in that wall plug over there. It's just sitting there buzzing, waiting for somebody to plug something in. 
It doesn't care what you plug into it. It'll work just well for a coffee pot as it will for, for you know, electric hair dryer. Not that I need those. But, you know, whatever, it's, it's, it's just automatic. It's there and it's ready for you. So when I hear and see these things and I find myself dropping in consciousness to that level of right and wrong, good and bad, fight, fighting against, fighting for, fighting, period, I'm constricted the flow for me and for people that I care about if they are closely connected. So for me to open the flow, I've got to do some spiritual work around forgiveness. We don't talk a lot about that in this teaching. We should talk more about it. We, we don't do that because God doesn't forgive us. This infinite power flowing through us doesn't forgive us. It doesn't need to. It only sees the perfection of, of how we're using it. But we do individually. My little spring on the, on the, in, the, in the long aquifer of life can get really shut down by my own resentments and my own pain. And every so often back in Florida where I grew up, there would be a, one of the springs would get blocked up and clogged up. And they'd go in there with dynamite and blow it out. Well, don't suggest dynamite, but forgiveness is just about as strong. Forgiveness is a way to open that door. Meditation is a way to step up to the light. We teach meditation classes and we do a lot of different things around that. The whole point here is that, that what it does is give to us all of these opportunities. Our job is to open it up and receive more so that we can give more. We teach a thing called fear to faith. How to get out of your fear and turn that into faith around very specific, very specific things that we're afraid of. Afraid of our health. Afraid of our bodies. Do you ever have that? I didn't know there was anything wrong with me. And I went and got a health checkup. And oh my God, they sent me right to the hospital. And I'm like, what? I'm fine. So all of a sudden, I'm afraid of my own body. Will, will it talk to me? Will it, will, it, will it let me know what I need? But thank goodness they sent me because of simple procedure. And I'm getting better and better every day. Because that was the opening that I needed and didn't even know I needed to begin to let this flow of life increase through me, in me and as me. So whatever your fears, if you're afraid of your part, right now everybody's been talking about what a terrible economy we live in and how awful it is and some, your stocks may be going down and, you know, whatever. So a whole lot of fear about survival and prosperity could come up. But you have to open that up. To that flow to know that you have always been supported you have always been given everything you need even it may not be what you want but it's what you need and that can continue if you continue to source the beliefs that open towards greater prosperity if i get too caught up in a belief in constriction and worry too much about what the economy is doing and think that the economy determines by prosperity i'm in trouble because that closes down, that closes down that flow. What we do instead is take fear to faith, take that fear, look at what, what the belief is behind it, and then look at the counter-belief that is the truth, and we move on. We do it with affirmations. We talk a lot about affirmations. 
I had a new new version of affirmation that I was I, I picked up this week from Derek Rent uh, Rydal. Rydal, I think is how he pronounces it. He's a he's a student of of uh, Agape, and, and the folks are there. He's a practitioner. He's a coach. He's done a lot of things. I had just just stumbled across him this week, and um, he calls them affirmations instead of affirmations or affirmations, I guess is the right word. And that is the idea that an affirmation is not about affirming this because I want to get it because it's out there and I don't have it. So I want to affirm it so it'll come to me. Instead, it's a form is we already have it within me. I have everything within me I need. So I affirm by affirming that from me, greater prosperity is going to show up from my consciousness greater life, greater living, greater love, whatever the affirmation is. And we're going to come back to that at the end. But right now, there's just so much in this that I can't say loudly enough, especially right now, that the part that God plays in our life, what it does is to give to us its qualities. It gives to us its qualities. And if we understand those qualities and we embrace them and we, and we work to release anything that doesn't match it, the qualities of, of, of life, of light, of love. I'm counting because there's seven of them. And out of love comes joy and power and peace, and beauty, and joy at the end. All of those are qualities of God that are given to us. You've got them inside of you already. You can't go out there and get them. You can only allow them to flow through you out there. And it's amazing how that works, because as you do that, it comes back to you. It's pretty cool. The more you love, the more you are loved. The more you give, the more you prosper. The more you are free to do that. So it sets up this beautiful flow. Hmm. So how much of all of this goodness can you have? Ernest Holmes says, you can have all of it. There is nothing of God that you can't have. But here's the catch. We have to be willing to open our hearts and minds to receive. And the way we receive is by how much of it we can believe in. How much can you believe you have? How much, I mean, how often do you think I can't have that? I don't deserve it. I can't have that. I came from a poor family. I can't ever be rich. Or I came from an unhealthy family. And I have all these terrible genetics in me. And, you know, it's just going to not work. And then it did it. And the more we do that, the more we say no to the freedom of power that's trying to flow through us and is available to us. And we open more and more and receive. There's a beautiful story that I'll do the short version of called The Golden Buddha. And I first saw this in some of Cranfield's books back in the whatever. And the idea is that in the sometime in the 1950s in China, they were building a new highway and it ran through an area where there was a Buddhist temple. 
So they had to move the temple, or at least a big part of it. And one of the biggest things they had to move was this big clay Buddha. So they worked it out to get the Buddha moved. They wrapped the Buddha up and, and got the belts under it and all these things, brought in a big heavy crane, and they lifted it and moved it just a few feet away so the road could go through and set it down. Kind of hard when they set it down. And that night it was it started to rain. So they had wrapped the Buddha in plastic so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, would be sheltered because they hadn't moved the shelter with it. They hadn't covered it up yet. And during the night, one of the priests went out to, or one of the monks went out to take a look at it and be sure it was okay. And he's shining his flashlight under the plastic and checking. And he noticed something shiny, shining back. And he's like, what? So he takes a little chip and he sort of pries it and looks into it and opens it up a little more and it's more shiny. So the next day, once everybody's awake and they could agree to it, he starts chipping away. And what he discovers is under this clay Buddha, inside this clay Buddha, is a golden Buddha. And its purity is there, and its shininess is there. And it has been there for a thousand years. Because sometime when they were being invaded by other groups in the, in the years before, they had covered the Buddha over with clay, to protect it from the invaders and keep them from stealing it. And so they had left it. It was just a clay Buddha. See, that's who we are. We are the clay Buddha. Within us is this solid gold that is pure and beautiful and loving and kind and good. And that's true of every human being, whatever, however they may appear on the outside, whether it's looking like clay or muddy water or whatever. There is that beauty within us. And that's what we get to access through this teaching. That's what this teaching is all about, is clearing away the things that don't look like the infinite and allowing us to live as God's on earth, as spirit's expression on earth. That's what you're about. That's who you are. And so it is. And I will close with just one more piece about the affirmations. Affirmations are 3D. So you have something in front of you there, some paper. Those of you who are here in the room, if you're at home, grab a piece of paper. Because the 3D affirmation is done on three levels. The I am, you declare that, and it's an affirmation. And when, you, when you're learning about yourself, you hear other people saying to you, you are. You are bossy. You are fussy. You are fabulous. You are wonderful. And the third one is... He, she is, whatever your pronoun. He is, she is, they are. So I would invite you, if you've got the piece of paper in front of you, to put down, I am, and then finish that sentence. I am a divine expression of the best, best love God ever thought about having, or whatever those words are for you. And there's some pins back there. And then the next one is, you are, and on that one, once you get yours written, if you're willing, turn to your neighbor and tell them now or later or during the coffee afterwards or whatever works. And finally, the she, he is. You know, that guy, that guy Vance in the back of the room, he is beloved. He is an absolute giving fountain of con contribution and kindness and skill and ability. That's who he is. And he's a Big old lover along with it. Or whatever your words are. You, your words are what matter. What you can say that you can believe in. I am 
God's expression of itself being me. You are God's expression of itself being you. He, she is God's expression of itself being you, or they are God's expression of itself, of themselves being you. Whatever that is for you, it is the best, it is the way that it works, and it is what it does. So I invite you to accept that for yourselves. Know that you're wonderful. So am I, and so it is. Thank you. And now Vance is going to do one of another of his many talents and gifts and come and share with us uh, regarding our amazing prosperity. Thank you. Dr. Bob. You are all wonderful everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, if you're here in the room, if you're online, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. And all those links are on the website, cslmidtown.org, which is where you can go donate. Um, you can set up a one-time donation or an ongoing donation, depending on how you want to help this center continue to thrive. And if you would say with me, our affirmation of prosperity, which is up on the screen. I live in a universe of abundance. abundance. As I I freely freely and joyfully give, I join join in the divine flow. And all that share with me returns to to me multiplied abundantly. And And so so it is. is. And you can use the QR code to go right to the donation spot as well. And Dr. Bob's clock. Are we going to have a, the class? Is she going to do the... I hope the video is going to right, So we got a video coming about the class coming up. So watch this. Hi, this is Mary Morrissey. I'm here at the invitation of your ministry to give you an invitation. Some of you and I have spent 10 weeks together in a program that your center offered called Prosperity Plus, A New Way of Living. Well, we're here today to offer what's next. So Prosperity Plus 2... Harnessing your invisible power is for you. It's for you. If you have a specific area of your life where you would really love to multiply and magnify the results, it's for you if you would love to discover what it is that really matters to you and then to serve that with your time, your energy, in a way that is easy, where the abundance to support what matters to you is the natural result of your daily life. It's for you if you're willing to 10 weeks, just for 10 weeks, a small amount of time really because truth be told 10 weeks from now if you keep breathing you're going to have a life anyway it's for you if you're willing to do an experiment and just discover that the power breathing you is so much more than perhaps you've ever known and that what maybe seems such so far away and such a difficult thing was way easier than you'd ever known so you're being offered the opportunity go sign up for prosperity plus two i'm going to encourage you to do that today because the moment you sign up something magic begins to happen your energy recognizes, you you recognize, oh, things are changing here. Things are changing here. It takes seven miles to turn the Queen Mary. But the moment the captain issues the order, all hands under deck go to work on that order. Now, the minute you sign up, there's a whole part of you that knows, all right, things are gonna change here. And then start paying attention to what really matters you. Come to week one, come every single week, and we're going to have an adventure in harnessing that invisible power and living a life ultimately that you describe that you love living because we really do believe that you literally
can live a life you love living, giving the gift that you came to give in freedom and ease and grace, because the one breathing you is far greater than any circumstance in this world. You're invited now, officially, right here, right now. Come share and be part of Prosperity Plus Two, harnessing your invisible power. And the place to sign up is on our website, cslmidtown.org. You'll find a link there for the uh, registration. You also, if you receive our newsletter, it's in that. And if you can't find it in either place, call me. My phone number is on the website as well. We will make sure that you get connected. Our start date is this coming Wednesday. So it's only a few days away, but there's still plenty of time to register if you're interested. And uh, so far, our registrations are coming from all over the country, not from right here in Atlanta. So wherever you are, you're welcome. This is an online class. It's all done that way, nothing in person. And um, so I'm looking forward to those of you who choose to, to participate in this, to join us. Uh, she said we'll harness that energy. We don't have to harness anything. We just have to get it out of the way, get ourselves out of the way, and let that energy flow through us in a much more prosperous, loving, and powerful way. So I invite you to join us for that. The other announcement is that this coming week, on Saturday, our national um, spiritual leader for Centers for Spiritual Living, Edward Villune, will be um, down at the West Georgia Center. And uh, some of I'm going. I, I invite any of you that would like to join me. There's going to be a, a kind of full day of activities. We have a flyer back there about it. And that includes... Um, some time with him uh, for Q&A. There'll be some time where he will do some speaking. But we'll also have a kind of a fair where people, people can do all sorts of things for fun and for joy. There'll be great music. Some of you, um, well, we've used to, one of our musicians who was here, whose name just went out of my head, helped me here, the, the, uh, the um, 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 Wood, yes. So say it again. Tom Woods will be there doing music for that event. And uh, some of you will be a great chance to say hello and see him again. So if you're interested, join us. Information's at the back. Information is on the website. Information is in the newsletter. And uh, we'll see you there if that works. Each week we have a Tuesday meeting where we, we spend time in discussing what we desire to have happen in our lives. And then we do treatment together. On, and that's at noon on Tuesdays. Here on Sundays at 10 o'clock online is a discussion of uh, Living the Science of Mind, which is a wonderful book. And we have a group that gathers every week that does that. So whether you're come, if you're here and physically at that time, we'll hook you up on the computer so you can join them online. I think that's it. Lots of good things happening. So join me, if you will, in our closing this uh, amazing and wonderful day has just begun. So here we have it. Ah, it's already there. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me 
And so it is. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.